0: This stuff is beyond reason. This is some supernaturally stupid stuff that's going on, folks. All right, folks, welcome to the Virtue Signal. I'm Alfonso Rachel with my buddy Bill Whittle, and Bill in our last one man i you know as we are closing up the last one i'm like man what there's so much going on man i don't i don't i'm not sure what i really want to talk about man there's a couple things a couple directions that i could go in and in our last episode you had uh, mentioned the word a couple of times and that word was comfort uh and and th- thus that word comfort uh gave me comfort in knowing what i'm going to talk about uh so <laughs> it was like yeah i'm going to go on with that and and um the reason why comfort is going to be important in this one is because um I'm gonna be focusing on two people um uh Tyrese Gibson and Megan Fox all right so Megan Fox i guess has some beef with uh Robbie Starbuck and uh uh i guess you guys can look online to find out who Robbie Starbuck is
1: Well, oh, just give us a thumbnail just for people who are not familiar with all this
0: I, uh, uh, as far as i know he's a, he's a director and I, I think he's become a politician and stuff like that and uh, and and, and and uh, I, I, I really don't know that much about the guy. I've, I've heard about him for a while, but I haven't done a lot of research on him. Uh, but I guess he's gotten some trouble with Megan Fox. Is she going to put the bad juju on him or something like that? Uh, because Megan Fox is a witch. Uh, that kind of stuff, it's like, I don't, I don't take lightly. I take lightly a person who claims to be a witch. Anybody, I don't care who they are. I don't take people who, uh, who claim to be a witch lightly. But witchcraft is not something itself that I don't take lightly. Uh, because the country is being overrun with it in ways that they really don't understand. And that's the part that gives me my my concern. Uh, mm-hmm. But with with um, uh, Megan coming after Robbie, uh, I want to address in just a second. There's that. I want to set that up. And then um Tyrese Gibbons uh, on a on a much better note in an interview. Uh, he's basically saying, look, man, what's going on in our culture is that entertainment is being used in gross to promote Satan. And we need to get back to where basically we just we have this we have this platform, we have this visibility and stuff like that. We need to be promoting Jesus. We need to be promoting his word. And instead, you know, and, and if I may paraphrase and add to it, it's like, yeah, man, it's like you. Y'all are so flipping blessed. You have a talent. You've got a dream job. You get to make a living being an entertainer. This is something that a lot of people, you know, they they would kill, you know, and some have to be able to do this. Like, say, for instance, uh, uh, Uma Thurman, Uh, she's killed her children to be able to have a career. She said so. It's like, look, if had I not had an abortion, basically her sacrifice to the goddess of fertility, uh, she wouldn't be able to have a career as an actress. So she got her reward. You know, and people don't seem to understand, yeah, this is child sacrifice. It's demonic. So, um, but uh, uh, Tyrese Gibbons like, look, man, uh, we're seeing this just overt Satanism that's just taken over. And I want to be among the party that's going to say, hey, man, I'm, I can't leave God out of this. We're, we're, we're blessed, you know? So um, there's, your, there's your contrast, Bill. You got Tyrese on one hand, which is probably going to get Bill Cosby uh, for saying that. Uh, and then on the other hand, you got Megan Fox, uh, and the language that she uses, Bill, I want to get into that in a little bit. But, you know, so far, what, what, do, what do you think of these two cats?
1: I saw Megan Fox talking about um, uh, one of her trans kids, I think. Mm. Um, you can only imagine my surprise. <laughs> uh, and, and it's funny because I thought she not only looked kind of, well, not kind of, she not only looked like a whore, she looked like a ceremonial whore. You know, mm. she looked like a temple whore. Temple that's the term I'm yep. looking for. Mm-hmm. That's what she was that's that's what she was dressed as. Um and and I I use that term very carefully, you know, it's not a term I bandy around a lot, but I couldn't it just was the immediate that was just immediately the 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 vibe I got. And the makeup was so extreme and all the facial surgery was so extreme that it looked like a mask. It looked like it looked like a like an like a carving, like an image, a graven image or something. Mm and what what i I've come to realize about uh about uh, the essence of what drives Hollywood into whatever Hollywood actors as a general rule and writers and directors, all of them are people who live in a fantasy world and are determined to continue to live in that fantasy world. And those that succeed get paid outrageous amounts of money and and they and they have a number of different ways to assuage their consciousness about that which ironically is the one thing they shouldn't be ashamed of. And that is how much money they make predicated on how much money they bring in. But um, what I found about these people is that they are, that they will follow any social trend or anything else to make themselves look virtuous. The reason they want to look virtuous is because, and somebody, one of our members used this term uh, recently, and it's the perfect term because they are libertines. And that's not a term we hear used very much anymore. Uh, a libertine is somebody who's really almost the antithesis of liberty, because a libertine is somebody who who wants to be able to do anything that they want to do at any time whatsoever, without regard to the consequences. Absolutely. I think it's a passable definition of what a libertine is, and this is a this is a confederacy of libertines. These are people who who will do whatever it takes in order to satisfy whatever immediate uh, desires they have, and. And they they really don't give a damn about the consequences at all. And the, the thought I had that's related to this in terms of, you were talking about the Satanism and stuff is I've been thinking a great deal about censorship and 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 control over other people's lives. And I realized that that censorship is cowardice and and lying is is cowardice. And I think I can make that very clear you know, if if Satan is the prince of lies, it's because he has to tell lies because he's afraid that if he tells the truth, no one will listen to him or follow him. And I feel the same way about the progressive movement, that everything they do is lying to the American people. I mean, when Barack Obama was accused of, you know, listening to Reverend Wright's um, anti-white tirades for a thousand Sundays, um, he basically gave a speech saying, oh, I wasn't there those days. And he was like, it was like he was at a flag factory. There were, you know, they're like, 25 American flags behind him when he made this gigantic lie. And, and even then I thought to myself, look, dude, why don't you just say, why don't you just tell the truth? Why don't you say what you really believe? We know what you really believe. Why don't you just say it? And and they're not willing to say it because they know that if they were being honest about what they believe in, no one would listen to them. And so anytime I run into anybody who's who's promoting a philosophy that that is Proscribed and and uh, and and correctly fill most decent people with revulsion, I realize they 're doing it out of a sense of of cowardice and fear because they know that take censorship, for example the the people that censor free speech are terrified, they know that their philosophy is is on some level at the very least not palatable. And so, in order to get their libertine ways, they're going to enforce their philosophy on you, and if they have to lie to do it, and that is the only way to do it, then they'll lie without without any hesitation whatsoever. But ultimately, it's it's a it's a form of of cowardice because they're afraid to present what they really believe because they they know and fear the consequences. You and I, on the other hand, don't feel any desire to censor other people's speech because we have a great deal of confidence in what we believe, and we believe in the truth. And in those instances where it turns out that we may not be correct about something, we will change our mind. Uh, I used to like to say I'm never wrong because whenever someone points out to me that I'm wrong, I just move to where being right is. I don't have to do that very often these days. It's getting clearer and clearer to me. But this aspect of them, the satanic aspect of them, is keeps coming back to me to this idea of, you know, the, the, the prince of lies. Well, why do you have to be the prince of lies? When you listen to people who are actual downright Satanists, actual open Satanists, they're talking about Satan as Lucifer, he's the bringer of truth and that God is this controlling, you know, fascist freak and all the rest of it. Well, they bought the lie that's been sold from the beginning. So, so my point is. If you really do believe that what you're doing is the right thing to do, why do you have to lie about it? If you follow the principle of lies, what does that tell you about you? And and finally, if you if you feel that you have to censor other people's opinions so that they cannot hear the other side of the argument, what does that say about your confidence in your side of the argument? And all of this stuff gives me not only hope but uh um Not even assurance. What's the word I'm looking for? Kind of spiritual security, you know. The fact that I'm the fact that I don't have to lie about what I believe in to me is the best indicator that I'm telling the truth as I see it. And as I see it, is I, I don't have my truth right. I there's the truth out there. I'm not saying I have that perfectly triangulated, but I am saying that whenever I see something that shows me I might be a little bit off course, I make a correction because the only thing. Uh, of this earth that I'm concerned about is, um, is, is the truth, you know, and damn the torpedoes as far as anything else goes.
0: Man, that's heavy, man. Cause you, you brought to mind some, uh, like, you know, when you're, when you're pointing out, you know, Satan being the prince of lies, father of lies, and you associated that with cowardice. And that, now the thing is some, in some cases, and we're not talking about just lies y'all. We're not talking about just lies because sometimes lying can actually is an act of bravery, do, 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 do. You got any Jews in there? Uh no. That's Good a point. that's a brave lie. Do, 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 do. Do you got any slaves in there? Uh nope. Uh you know, that's th- because what can happen if they found out the truth uh could cost them their life. So even the Lord. Do, is- do, 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 got any progressives in there? <laughs> uh tell the truth. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, go ahead. Just try to get that out of my system. But even the Lord has shown that you know I'll reward people for actually telling a lie. Hey, uh, I thought I told you Hebrew women to uh, to have these kids killed. Uh, well, okay. you know uh, we can't do that because these but that, yeah. that's a lie the, that's a lie in the service of the truth. Though, right? I mean, Thank that's a lie you. in
1: the service of, of of like no, you don't get to go murder people. Right. So yes, if I can stop you from murdering people, that's true. And if I have to tell a lie in order to accomplish that, that's not a question of of um having uh you know floating moral standards. That's a question of life or death issue. And yeah, there you go. But
0: see, those things have to be, they do have to be pointed out though, because a lot of people, when they read the commandments, they think that the commandment is to not lie. The commandment isn't to not lie. The commandment is to not slander. Big difference, huge difference. Mm -hmm. Um, Do not lie against your neighbor. Basically, you're going to tell a lie to destroy your neighbor because that's what slander is for. As as I've said before, slander is like the worst thing you can do to somebody without touching them right? It is. So it absolutely is. Yes. And, and, but, but to your point, Bill, what you said, man, when you, you know, you point out the devil is the father of lies, the prince of lies and why? Because that's what cowards do. So that would make the devil, the father of cowards also. And in revolution, revelation, the, 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 what heads the top of the list of those who will not inherit the kingdom of heaven is cowards. That's the first thing of anything else. Right? So in that, and and just like you said, you know, these people don't want to be seen for who they are. And you nailed it again because it, it even says in the scriptures uh, where, you know, the, the the figure who is supposed to be representing Lucifer, I will ascend above the top of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high, but you will be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. Those who see you will stare and they will ponder your fate. Is this The man who shook the earth and made the kingdoms tremble is this. This is what had control over us. This is this kind of stuff. Uh, And this is the person who is who has presented himself in a way that he is something to either be feared or respected. You know, has presented himself as the truth that that really sets us free, and we're and we and we can have this libertine nature and live our freedom regardless of what it costs anybody else. And you know what? It's not really going to hurt them anyway. Why are you hurt by this? Why are you a homophobe? Why are you this? Why are you that? We're not doing anything that harms you. Just like the devil said in the beginning, he's, "Hey, nothing. There's nothing. There's no harm in that. There's not. There's no. There's no consequences for that, like you think, right? Famous last words, you know. And that's what we're living. And people are are conforming to that. More and more. It just just before, I mean, I, I, I want to hand it back to you, Bill, but mm-hmm. you know, you got a lot of people who think that America is becoming less and less religious. That is absolutely not true. Yeah, America's just, America, just
1: more and more people are
0: turning to a, a religion that they should be running from as fast as they can. Absolutely. America is becoming much, much more religious. America, being religious doesn't make you holy. Being religious doesn't make you moral. It, uh, being religious or anything like that. Religion can be defined by anybody who wants to have some sort of, I guess, uh, committed practice to whatever it is that you believe. And a lot of people, you know, uh, uh, when, I to- when I said that you know, witchcraft has taken over more than people think, uh, right now, what is the big monster in the room that everybody is dealing with and that's keeping people locked, that kept people locked up in their house and whatnot? Uh, that institution is called the pharmaceutical company. Pharmaceutical, coming from the word pharmacia, And the word pharmacia itself means witchcraft. It means sorcery. That's what it means. And right now, people have been cast under a spell to think that they have to wear a mask and they have to do this. And the uh, pharmaceutical company is supplying the potions of transformation to make these people that think that they can transform into something else. The country is being overwrought, is being wrought with witchcraft pharmakia. So there's, a, and these people are putting each other into trances and making people believe what they want to believe. And if you don't believe us, we will call upon the gods, the demons of the state to enforce will our crush you. upon yeah, you. That's right. That's you what will we're take dealing a with. knee. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, and, and, and we are talking about Megan Fox and, and, and that whole Hollywood cult. Um, and it never ceases to amaze me I look at award shows now very, very, very differently than I used to even just a few years ago. And when I was a young person, when I was in my 20s, I wanted to be in that audience real badly. You know, when I started out as a filmmaker, I wanted an Academy Award real badly because I was an ego-possessed, diseased uh, kind of guy. Uh, but it, it, it never ceases to amaze me these days that when you see these full of the glitterati <laughs> all of them you know what, no when they're all just so much better than everyone else and it's just a room full of celebrities and oh and and no you're wonderful no you're the most wonderful no you're the and 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 they all know who they really think the most wonderful is but just take that whole kind of disease thing away for a second and look at what is it that those people are in the room for anybody who'd rather win a golden globe than a, than an oscar is insane by the rules of hollywood and rightfully so but let's just just think for a second about what is it that that they are coveting, right? In the case of the Golden Globe, they are coveting the world because the Golden Globe is a little it's a little globe, you know. This is you you hold it in your hands, you know. This is this is my control over the world, but I'm much more interested in the Oscar. The actual statue is really remarkable. Um it's a it's a faceless male. There are no there are no eyes, there's just simply a a, a nose it's a golden image of a faceless creature who is holding a sword but not holding a sword aloft holding a sword down point down holding it down like this and and when i think about the the just the philosophical implications of worshipping this golden graven image which is what these people do they worship it they go out every year and 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 pray to their to their uh, to their uh, forces, you know that they're going to be given this little golden graven image of a, of, a, of a faceless creature, holding a a a uh, essentially an an unused sword, you know a a defeated sword, and and the and the amount of of effort, not just effort, just longing, you really have to be in the Hollywood system to appreciate just how much desperation there is for that kind of um, uh, approval and validation and all the rest of that stuff. And once you run into people like that, you realize that there is nothing that they will not do. And, and if you, if you hang out, I've hung around the periphery of this business. I've never been deep in it, but I mean, you know, my biggest insight was I, I edited a show called Sunday morning shootout, which was a, talk show between Peter Gruber and Peter Bart at the time, former editor of variety and a major producer. And we had every single major star on there, everybody, everybody. And I got to listen to what they said before the cameras rolled and after they rolled and, and the amount of, of ego desperation, the desperation of, of these people to find their validation through uh, golden statue, as opposed to internally, is astonishing, and that's why. That's why when you when you run into the the handful of people in Hollywood who are real people, it it, it, it fills you with a kind of a an awe, you know, like a like a like a, a, a just a just an astonishment. Uh, two two or three people that come to mind are um, Denzel Washington and Keanu Reeves. Um, both of these guys walk through that valley for whatever reason, inoculated against it. You know, they're good people and they do good things and they don't do good things on camera to be seen to be good. They're just good people. And there are a handful of others. Um, John Void is, is an excellent man. And, and Gary Sinise is the best man I know. Uh, Gary Sinise, what Gary Sinise does for the troops completely without fanfare. And you and I both know him is is, it's practically miraculous, and so when you when you see when you had enough experience with with Hollywood people, when you see the handful of real people that succeed in Hollywood, it it, it almost makes you wonder, you know, what what quality is it that these people have that keeps them immune to the Supernatural temptations that 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 this kind of a, of a life offers, and I just don't have any answer other than the fact that they were all touched by grace and that they went into this situation in a state of grace and didn't fall from that state of grace and I think on some level it's cost all of them, whether it 's cost them their careers or not i don't know, but I know it 's cost them personally because you and I have sat at a number of those meetings with Hollywood conservatives and seen grown stuntmen. Crying because they had to take a knee to Baal in order to continue working, which, by which I mean, they they had to agree that either American troops are all murderers, or or that we you know that we that we murdered people in uh, Iraq for oil, or that George Bush you know on and on and on and on and on all these things that they have to do to keep working, and and I've seen some very tough men weeping because of the shame that they felt. Taking a eat a ball and and I can certainly understand that you know it's not only not only your own life and career and everything you've ever cared about, you have your families to feed in many of these cases but the but the ones that I just mentioned are not particularly um, worried about that anymore they're all big enough now. Clint Eastwood, of course another example. Uh, that, that they're largely immune to this kind of pressure that exists on either you know, regular working actors or grips or writers or DPs. But in any event, the entire coercive as- atmosphere of Hollywood is designed by cowards to make sure that the word of truth never enters the conversation because it, it will unmask them. And that's what the Oscar is. It's a masked figure made of gold standing with an inverted sword and worshipped and coveted by people who would be willing to do anything in order to attain it, as you pointed out earlier in the case of
0: Thermal. Indeed, man. It's, it's like a, a idolatry that's just, it's, it's, it's reflected, it's idolization of self, it's idolization of, of some sort of external reward. It's just a, it's a lot of idolatry, uh, which is a violation of the commandment. And also in violation of the commandment, You know, as we're talking about these people, who basically had to take a knee to Baal. When the commandment says to to not have any other gods before you, you shall not bow down and worship them. Included in that is that you shall not let anybody make you do it. So these, it's like, even in that, now, you know, I know it's easier said than done. It's like, look, man, um, don't, don't take a knee to this. You know, you may have to fall on your creed. You're a fall guy, right? You're a stuntman. You're the fall guy. Well, in this, you may actually have to take a fall. Not for somebody else, but instead of taking a fall for somebody, you know, uh, else the godless in this case, just to appease them, so you can keep your job, take that fall for the Lord. He's the only one who's really worthy of it. So you know,
1: and, and keep your self respect and be able to look at yourself and look at your kids and not, you know, and not
0: yeah, not be ashamed of it. Absolutely. Of it. And now people, you know, uh, they don't want a lot of people don't want to make those sacrifices. That's when a person puts their career before the kingdom you know they put their uh, uh, their craft before they king are like well i, I really want to be able to do this and it's like okay man uh, you can do that but you'll gain the world but you lose your soul right and and and, and i know th- some people be like well man why is why does it have to be so absolute like that this is what it contributes to the world is going crazy right so it's like it's, there's there's sacrifices that need to be made and and you made an interesting point about the, these people who go to the oscars and they make all these um, you know, these posturings to themselves and these, these greetings of, uh, and the word not even tells us that it's like when you're meeting people on the road, don't go all through, through all these salutations, you know, sitting there stroking each other's egos and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff and building each other up. That's not the way you exalt other people. Um, I wanted to examine really quick uh, something that Megan Fox, and she directed this at uh, Robbie, Robbie Starbucks. Uh, not to give so much attention to, to, to Megan Fox as opposed to... Um, Ty- she doesn't
1: need it. She's she's a has-been. She was yeah. never uh, uh, anything other than a re- reasonably good-looking person 15 years ago, but go ahead.
0: Yeah, because uh, Tyrese is the one who actually really said something that's, that's worth uh, paying attention to, and I think he's already said it quite clear himself. Uh, but she says, I really don't want to give you this attention because clearly you're a clout chaser. Um, man, talk about a bad case of projection. Uh but let me she's talking to Robbie Starbuck. Uh but let me teach you something. Never use children as leverage for social currency. <laughs> Woo! Kind of writes itself that it, is that uh, that honestly that's spellcasting man. That's spellcasting. She's she's trying to make this projection. I mean, I think Bruce Lee uh, even said it. It's like, yeah, man, when you use these words, you can manipulate other people. Why do you think they call it spelling? Right? So, you know, and, and and the word of God himself backs it up I say, Yeah, man, life and death is in the power of the tongue. So, in this right here, she's making this projection against uh Robbie Starbuck and says, uh, social currency, which is what these people do. Fox wrote alongside a photo of, of Starbucks' tweet, exploiting my child's gender, which is exactly what she's doing. I did, of course, <laughs> to gain attention <laughs> in your political campaign, was put on the wrong, uh, has put you on the wrong side of the universe. I want to touch on that too. Finally, she says this, Bill. I have been burnt, I, I have been burned at the stake by insecure, narcissistic, narcissistic, impotent little men like you many times, and yet I'm still here. You messed with the wrong witch. Okay. So this is, this is, this is what I'm getting out of this, Bill. Alright, so we already see the hypocrisy that she's talking about. Number one, she's, she's drawing on the power and the spirits of the universe. Okay, so if the universe, when we, when we look at it biblically, in the universe, uh, in the Greek, the, uh, the word for that is going to be um, cosmos. Mm-hmm. A matter of fact, when, the, when, the, when the, the word for the world itself, like when the, the God so loved the world he gave his only son, the word for that is going to be cosmos. Um, because God loves the universe and everything in it. He made it. It's like, I love it, man, and I, I will send my son to to be sacrificed in this war to save it, right? I want to save all of you and all the thing that facilitates your existence. Um and the word for that, like I said, is is cosmos. She's looking at the cosmos as the as the universe, right? And that's who she responds to. and in 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 the Greek uh, mythology, um the 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 name for that is Uranus. Uh, Uranus is going to be the god of the cosmos. And as far as I'm concerned, that's where she's pulling all this stuff out of. Uh, (laughs) And and, and so she's she's definitely got it wrong in terms of answering to the universe. Uh, Now she says, I have been burned at the stake. I have. Yeah, I caught that. Yeah. Many times. And says that, um, you know, you mess with the wrong witch. When she says that I have been burned at the stake by insecure men many times and stuff like that, folks, she is speaking the language of legion. All right. So when when we talk about this demonic uh, dynamic that is in our culture and and the influence of witchcraft that is in our culture, it's beyond even her understanding. She does not understand that she's a flipping drone. She does not understand this stuff. She, she really only has a grasp on this. She's committed to it in a way, but it's still at a cartoon level. She's, she's a character. Yeah, she's not a
1: particularly bright light. uh, Right. Even by Hollywood standards. Yeah. She
0: doesn't, she doesn't get the spiritual implication. Like, you know, as the saying goes, um, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, I am spiritual. It's like, so what? Demons are spiritual. That doesn't mean anything. She may think that she's, playing this role as some sort of witch or anything like that, and that is the seduction of witchcraft. They think that this is just something that they have control over, or it's some sort of fashion statement, or it's empowering or, or, or promoting their feminine uh, uh, um, uh, attributes and all that sort of stuff to make them uh, alluring or attractive or, like I said, empowering in the culture. They don't understand what they're giving over to. And the influence that's being sent through them that they're just they're, they don't really know. They're just giving over to it. They're they're a flipping zombie. Uh, and that the, the objective of making a zombie is to make a slave, right? And that's that's what it's for. And uh so all that to say, Bill, I mean, and, and folks, this is what we're up against. And there's there's a line, y'all, between being studied, you know, about these things and learning about these things. And I know if some people can't see. The difference between that and having an overactive imagination. I totally understand it. I was there. That's what I thought all this stuff was too. And and if one isn't careful, one can even base their overactive imagination on the word of God itself. And that's why the God puts in his commandments, don't take my name in vain. They'll be taking liberties with who I am and what my word is. Stick to the script. Stick with what I say I am who I am, not who you think I am, not what you think virtue is, not what you think that spirituality or religion is or whatever. What I am, I have told you, I've written it to you in blood, who I am. So folks, I understand where people would think that this stuff is over but look around you, look around you. This stuff is beyond reason. This is some supernaturally stupid stuff that's going on, folks. But the reason why I wanted to zero in on uh, the term comfort is because uh, I think one of Megan Fox's uh, kids uh, is named Noah. And um, Noah, the name Noah means comfort, the comforter. And the irony I'm catching here is that she's trying to impose a sense of comfort. I don't know if it's for her comfort, I think, or she thinks that it's for his comfort, uh, to, to impose this idea of sexuality or gender on her kid. And, you know, and like I said, or, or, or it's, it's been long said, you know, when we're talking about this rainbow, which we're seeing these rainbow flags all over the place. We've been seeing it for a long time been talking about it for a long time uh, before the Lord brought the judgment over the world. Hey, Noah, take comfort, man. I'm going to rescue from I'm going to have you and your family rescued from this stuff. But what's been going on in the world, the perversion, the wickedness. Right. The kind of stuff that we're seeing that's that's taking over the world right now. Well, that stuff came to a head back in Noah's day. And the Lord wiped the world out for it, because it got really flipping bad. And after that, you know, that's when he put that rainbow in the cloud, you know, and basically said, okay, I'm gonna make a new covenant with y'all. But just but don't forget, y'all, there was something that led up to this, you know. And uh, this is something to be to, to pick up on. Megan Fox is, is, a, is a prominent, you know, figure in the culture. People know who she is. And she's got this kid, she's a witch with this kid named Noah, the comforter. And she has given her kid over to uh the whole pride movement and the sexual perversion of it uh, so it's just uh, you know something to take note of it's and uh take comfort that god is going to save us from all this sort of stuff and and make those who have uh, been given over to this perversion promoting this perversion uh there there's a reckoning for these things uh but like i said i think it's just kind of strange that she's trying to impose her idea of comfort uh and to make him comfortable in his sexuality or in his gender uh a, a child that she named noah so I would I just want to leave y'all with that. And and Bill if if you had a closing thought man I I'd, I'd love to hear it.
1: No, I just uh you know.
0: Uh, if you're
1: going to play with fire.
0: Ah. Yeah. Yes. Hey, don't play with fire folks. And if it and 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 don't play with the fire from on high. You want you want to be you want to be in that party. It's, it's never been a good idea. Yeah, it's not a good idea. You want to be in the Lord's party of fire. He is an all consuming fire. If you go if you're going to be in a party of fire, you want to be in that one. But it's uh, well,
1: uh, well, George Washington, who was clearly one of the most moral men that ever lived, in addition to everything else, had this exact thing to say about fire. You know, it is a it is a a, a powerful servant, but a terrible master. You get to decide which one it's going to be. You know.
0: Yes, yes, and and the Lord Himself is that master, and, and can definitely be all benevolent or he could turn his flamethrower on you don't want that all right folks (laughs) thank you guys so much for tuning in for the virtue signal hope you come over to billwhittle.com become members we thank you so much for your support of of those who uh who are and uh let's keep on you know being that salt and light effective for his glory and do what we can to promote truth and sanity in the culture all right y'all good night